Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome to the Cannon Cast, a weekly podcast from the Cannon and SB Nation blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. It is our 100th episode of the Cannon Cast, as I am your host, Will Chase, joined tonight by PD. How's it going, Pale Dragon? I know you're excited from last night. I am. The Browns actually won a playoff game. It's it's a miracle. I'm not even a Browns fan. So I was happy. hyped up. That was that was insane. First quarter. It was incredibly cathartic. It was in, it was it was excruciating in the moment because uh, I thought they were going to blow it, but at the end it was very cathartic. So I was hyped up. It was insane. We're also joined by Elaine Shercliffe. Elaine, how are you? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, I I'm... I haven't recovered. <laughs> like I feel hungover, but I didn't drink yesterday. It's literally from the Browns. I can't the Browns, right? I just I don't know. I was running around my house screaming <laughs> all the time. The neighbors probably thought someone was dying. Probably. Like no, they're in Northeast Ohio. They they understood. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there were so many fireworks that were shot off here last night from like Akron all the way to Cleveland. It was so insane. I loved it. I love it. I love Northeast Ohio and their obsession with lighting things on fire to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> and also making his triumphant return as a guest, Ryan Real. Ryan, it's good to have you. How are Glad you? Glad to be here. Hi, how are you? I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I hate the Steelers and everything Pittsburgh, so Yay! I was that was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. I was very hyped up for the Browns last night. I wanted to see how they how far they can go and I'm I'm, I'm rooting for them, but uh, at least one orange team could win a playoff game this season. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been good. Well, it's good chatting with you guys. Good catching up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Ryan, I'll be on for episode uh, two hundred. No, we did not. We we did not bring Ryan back just to uh, humiliate or you know to bring up old bad memories of uh, Clemson. But we are excited about Ohio State. But we'll get to that at a later time. So starting off, the NHL season is finally almost upon us. The regular season starts this Wednesday. The Blue Jackets, of course, start Thursday. But starting off. The Blue Jackets had to kind of deal with their the COVID protocols of the NHL. 19 players missed practice on Friday, although a majority of them were able to return Saturday. But the Penguins and Stars have also been affected. Dallas will already have their first three games of the season postponed. 
PD, it's kind of, I think, a prelude of what to expect, as we've seen across all the sports and the NBA kind of dealing the same way as the NHL, both coming out of the bubble, had no issues, and now they're kind of feeling the effects. So it sounds like the Blue Jackets players are okay. We don't really know much, right? Because it's yeah, I, I protocols. Th- it sounds like, yeah, we maybe dodged a bullet. There hasn't been any reporting that I've seen about any positive tests. I have a feeling that it was probably some staffer tested positive and players were exposed to him. So out of an abundance of caution, you have to shut things down, send the players home until everyone can you know, test out negative or whatever. We've seen this happen through other leagues in terms that's the protocol. If you've been in contact, you go home, you quarantine, you get tested, uh, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's just the reality in sports now that, you know, it's going to go around, especially with the community numbers the way they are. People are going to get hit. Um, you know, Dallas, all those tests came not long after the the new strain uh, had been reported in the Dallas area. So, you know, it's going to be hard to avoid that there. Um, so, yeah, at some point the Jacks are probably going to have a game postponed, whether it's because of them, whether it's going to be because of another team. Um, you know, I feel bad for, you know, the Stars are going to have to play, I think, 56 games in 110 days or something like that. Uh, very little time off between games. You know, we talked before about there was some wiggle room in the schedule, but even though that means you don't lose a game, it means you lose some days off. Um, and that's going to start having effects on on players later on. So, uh, you know, fortunately, it appears the Jackets are going to start on time. Um, but, you know, we just have to hold our breaths uh you know, that they can go through without any further interruptions. But I think it's probably uh, prudent to expect that there's going to be some issues later on. Yeah, and I feel like right now it's kind of best case, I guess, because there haven't been any really no news, but I guess no news is good news in a sense. Yeah. Elaine, what did you uh, make of the past weekend and going forward, I guess? (laughs) I just... It's just another reminder that we really don't have wiggle room built into the schedule. You know, they yeah. they kept saying it's going to be like an AHL schedule and it is not. <laughs> There's <laughs> not enough breaks and, you know, they're already postponing what you said, the first three games, right? Mm-hmm. For the stars. For yeah. So what happens after that? Like, how do they make those up? What if there's another outbreak? You know, they're traveling from, um, like I said, we go to Dallas, we play a game, we fly we have a day off in between being in Florida and playing a game. Like what happens if there's an outbreak then, then we lose against two games, have to like reschedule against two teams. Like, I, I mean, and it, we all know what's going to happen. Elvis said he made a great point in a presser this week saying that you just have to be safe. There's no way you're going to avoid it at this point because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, we know it's going to happen. We saw it with baseball. We see it with football. You know, it's, it is everywhere. And the NHL did not account. <laughs> I think they definitely were too positive with that. So I still feel the same way as I did two weeks about all of that. Well, no, I, th- I think they accounted for it, but I think they just knew that it was going to happen and that not playing the season or pushing back the season further was just not tenable because they're already going to lose so much money on it so they just have to but you know damn the torpedoes full speed ahead you know they're going to lose money but 
that's just how they roll. It's okay to lose money because, as Gary Bettman said, you know, it's out of the goodness of their hearts that they're staging this season. It is altruistic <laughs> right. to do it for us. And I really appreciate that, which is offensive on, on so many levels. Um, but, yeah, Elaine mentioned yeah. baseball. It'll be curious to see if, if it happens the way baseball did where not everybody – uh, played the same amount of games or even college football where you have a team that played six games somehow gets into the playoff and I don't you know <laughs> how, how any of that stuff works but no uh, uh, but it will be I mean you've already seen it in NBA right like NBA the NHL and NBA are so um, in a lot of respects not in parallel but clearly with the way the schedules break down and the, the teams and the playoffs so you're already seeing all of the problems that they're having uh, you know the squads are bigger in the NHL you have the taxi squad and I'll get to this later but I'm I am curious as to how They've constructed the roster based on what could happen. I mean, not you don't want to plan everything for a 56-game season, but clearly there has been some thought into that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a mess, and I think, this, I think everybody realizes that. And so I think, though, we've already done a season of COVID sports, of COVID. I mean, the bubble was so specific, but I think we're yeah. all used to kind of just, hey, you know, my team's head coach is going to watch from his basement this week, and that's just – Another no, week in sports. <laughs> That's just how this is going. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it's good that you bring up the NBA because there's also the fact that, yeah, the seasons are at the same time. There's also a lot of teams that are sharing mm-hmm. facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if an NBA team yeah. has an yeah, issue in the arena, how's that going to affect an NHL games in that True. same arena or vice yeah. versa? I, I, does the Pistons, do they share a stadium with the Red Wings or do they have their, they do. That, yeah. I remember yeah. this last yeah. year, it's the same thing happened. I do want to mention real fast. I know in baseball, they got, every team got all of their 60, what was it, 60 game season, right? 60 games in, but they had all those double yeah. headers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course yeah. in the NHL, you know, the NHL can't do can't I mean, something they could. similar. They could, uh, they shouldn't, no. they shouldn't. What are they going to do, a period and a half? Well, I mean, all these kids went through youth hockey and AAA programs and tournaments, and sometimes they had to play two games in one day. So you know what? Let's one, just go one back period to and then a shootout. Jackets played, yeah. what, three games in, in like a day and a half <laughs> in the playoffs? True. Yeah. That's true. I, I will say they uh, – Child's play. <laughs> someone mentioned today Semantics. somewhere online that uh, – you know the the start of the playoffs isn't necessarily set in stone, so they might have some wiggle room there right. to maybe add another week onto the regular season if enough teams have had issues and there are enough games that need to be made up that way. They can maybe do that, and we might see another kind of accelerated playoff schedule. So maybe they won't have necessarily days off between playoff games. You know, like we saw in the bubble, there were some back to backs in the bubble. They might have to do that this time as well, just to get the games in. I feel like they're kind of going after the NFL model of we'll make it up as we go. And for for better or for worse, the NFL, I mean, I guess you can say it was successful. Other people might, you know, look at that and say we probably should have had certain games play out. But they got the entire season in, and I think the playoffs are going to happen. Even the Browns proved that they could basically win, I mean, dominate a game, basically, against the you know, adverse, uh, you know, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I can't, I still can't get over that, how they were just able to just, they had nothing to lose basically. But, um, I mean, they had everything to lose. Well, I mean, they went in with this, this expectation of like, we're, we're not supposed to be here. I mean, I think they played it perfectly. They played it up perfectly, but, uh, all right. So shifting over to very exciting news. I think we were all very excited, obviously, especially after the downer last week with PLD and the entire situation there, but really excited. Oliver Bjorkstrand, PD's guy, Bjorkstrand, <laughs> extension, five-year deal, $27 million. I'll start with you, Ryan. 
were you surprised or did you expect i mean i don't think we necessarily expected a bjork strand extension no right? and and having it the terms that i think everybody agreed great um good for the team good for him uh and it was a dark couple of days for jackets fans um so seeing that was was like you said a bright light that's that's very good i mean what what that's great. I mean, what more do you want? It's it's a great signing. It's a great spot. It's fantastic. It's, it's great timing. You know, you want the best for uh, – this is a guy who's every year been like, okay, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. And you can definitely see it putting the pieces together. So um, having him here for that long under under contract is – it's just wonderful. Yeah, no, I didn't see it coming. It's It's deserved. And he wants to be here, which is great. He doesn't – want to go to a quote-unquote bigger stage um <laughs> but Sounds like a shot what no nothing um i wasn't expecting them to announce it um i was expecting the team to go into the season kind of like oh we know guys want to be traded and they don't want to be here and them having that like kind of like chip on their shoulder for the season like they did um and like the drama like I was expecting that going into it, like they did when Panarin wanted to leave. I think that it was good on their part to get that contract extended because I think that's going to change the mood in the locker or has changed the mood in the locker room, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, it was weird because it's not often that the Jackets have extended a player in this situation so early these guys with that are pending restricted free agents you know we've seen some ufas sign you know the season before they're up but we haven't really seen that with these guys coming off their their second rfa contract um so yeah the timing took me completely by surprise mm-hmm. it was perfect timing in light of the pld situation like okay here is a yep. good young player who was willing to commit long term you know, not just any good young player, but a guy who is on PLD's wing this season. And it also makes you wonder, like, you know, could this send a message to PLD? Could this, in the long run, end up changing PLD's mind about being here? You know, if he and Bjorkstrand keep clicking this season, um, they've looked really good in camp together. Uh, the scrimmages, which are, you know, just scrimmages, but still, it's something. Um, you know, if they t- if they really click, um, I think PLD could see it maybe being worth his while to... To stay here, you know, uh, and if he can have success here and get attention for having the success here, uh, maybe the whole bright lights argument uh, won't carry as much weight. You know, a- after we talked last week, the uh, you know NBCSN was willing to give the Jackets three more national games. So they listened to us and we appreciate that. So uh, <laughs> they did listen to yeah, us. You know, yeah. We're just going to speak all this positivity and happiness into <laughs> existence this year. It's already worked. With the Browns, and, and, and obviously, and, and my Brookstrand vision board worked out. I wrote in, you know, five-year contract extension on it, and it, it came true. So, you know, <laughs> right, and yeah, and and with Bjorkstrand, uh, it's kind of—I mean, I have no clue. I'm, I'm joking, but it's almost like he's saying, "All right, PLD, I'll, I'll take that money, Columbus, <laughs> yeah. pay it up. Right? I'll, I'll take this. I'm ready." But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm excited because you know we saw the breakout last year. The guy was on fire uh, for a while there, and if I if I remember correctly, I know it's been like a year or more, but. Um, if I remember correctly, he had a goal streak or a goal surge, and then he got injured, came back, and picked it up right then. So he's one of the guys that scored goals yeah. last year, and if you have that again and if other guys pick it up, it's a nice boost, not only for this season, but yeah, going he, forward. Yeah, he was scoring at a 35-goal pace for the season. Yeah. And 
And that was even with his slow start, which he's generally a slow starter. So it'd be nice if this time that he got to a, a hot start quickly, especially with such a short season, um, he was a little bit invisible in the playoffs, which was disappointing. So um, hopefully he can put that past him. Obviously, he was huge in the 2019 playoffs, got two game winners against Tampa. You and I saw one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Game, th- game uh, three. Yeah. That was so good. And, you know, of course, going back to 2016 with the Monsters, he was the hero of that uh, of that postseason run. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there's still some inconsistency there, which gives it like a little bit of risk on the contract. But if he, you know, continues to grow like he has, uh, then it's going to be an absolute steal for, for what he's making there. Um, you know, in this example of a guy who, you know, he's had some struggles at times, but he's put the work in, you know, and I think he's, become a better player for it, you know, not just the goals, but from what he's done away from the puck, you know, he's become a pretty strong defensive forward as well. So I'm really excited to see maybe everything come together this year and, and hopefully in the five years beyond that. And he got engaged. Yeah, he's really, Oh, there you go. Yes. Yeah. I feel like everyone did. Got engaged, <laughs> got married. Like it was, I, then you think about it though, the last time that we've been really like actively involved with the players, like trying to, like life has been so crazy. It's been like a year that we've all like been in the arenas and we, yep. you know, have been a hundred percent focused on hockey. So, yep. so much has happened. I've been trying to catch up and I'm like, <laughs> I, know. I can't, I can't. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a lot. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that Bjork strands on board for the next five seasons. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're right. PD, maybe, maybe PLD does change his mind and sees this and it can only help, but, one thing at a time. Start scoring goals Thursday, and uh, we'll take it from there. Absolutely. So speaking to, of course, the exciting part about the Blue Jackets finally hitting the ice again for real on Thursday at Nashville, and they'll also be in Nashville on Saturday. As we kind of get ready for these little two-game series, kind of feels like baseball. I'm intrigued by that. But in terms of where we think the central, right, the central division for Columbus, not the Metropolitan this year, the central division. The Discover Central Division. <laughs> That's right. The Discover, Discover card. card. The Discover yes, card. You. Central Division brought to you by. But yeah, so um, yeah, so we did our we did our staff predictions. Ryan, did you have a chance to kind of uh, just put together your central division standings? Yeah, yeah. So I've been thinking a lot uh, about this lately, and. I've decided that I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going right, to go right. for it. I'm going to be like a fan, you know, <laughs> and because, you know, I've been gnashing my teeth over a lot of stuff about pandemic hockey and some of the, the social media likes that we've talked about and the PLD drama and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going right. to watch my team play hockey and hope they win. And so in the spirit of that, I'm going to have them. I'm taking them second in the division. I'm going Ooh. Tampa, Columbus, Carolina, Dallas, Nashville, Florida, Chicago, Detroit. I'm going, I'm not going to have them beat in Tampa, but I think they're putting it together this season. Here's my just off the, off the dome prediction. Mm-hmm. Shortened season. I think that helps them because uh, the Jackets have, you know, the best goalie tandem in the league and they're going to run one of those guys out every night. So uh, that's pretty great. I think yep. the defensive depth is probably not what I would like over an 82-game season, but 56, sure, let's go for it. Guys are going to break out. Um, I don't buy into all the hype about like, you know, Cam coming back is the best yeah. he's ever been. Felino's going to score for, you know, obviously that's all not true, but uh, why not? I'm in the mood where I'm not going <laughs> to discern things too, too difficult. I'm not going to scrutinize everything. Let's go for it. So um, why not? Eh? <laughs> like, let's, 
Why not, eh? That's kind of that's kind of where I am. Yeah. Um, and I don't think care. I, I think Carolina's goaltending is going to bite them a lot harder than I think people think. I know the models bear it mm. out. I know that Carolina's a cup favorite, and I could totally get that. I could totally see that happening. I just don't trust that. That I don't trust them in that. Um, well, that I think that's definitely mm-hmm. their Achilles heel. Um, there's a lot of other things to like about Carolina, sure. and obviously they've been a, a very strong team the last two seasons. But yeah, I. And I think it might cost them more in the postseason. I don't necessarily see either of those goalies putting together a deep run in the playoffs, right. you know, but maybe it could be good enough to get them enough points this time. I also think their forward depth isn't great, but with their defense being so good and having guys like Aho and Svechnikov, um, you know, I think they definitely have, for me, a heads up on the second spot. So I think it's definitely going to be Tampa at the top. Even without Kucherov, I think they're yeah. still just a really strong team. And then I think you've got Detroit and Chicago at the bottom in some combination. And I actually think it's going to be Chicago at the bottom, not Detroit. Yeah. Because they don't have Jonathan Taves. Yep. Uh, their star prospect, Kirby Doc, got hurt at junior, so he's going to be missing time. And they've got a lot of unproven goalies. Yep. And unlike us last year with unproven goalies, they don't have a Greek defense in front of them. Uh, they traded Brandon Saad to Colorado. So it's, you know... Patrick Kane and Dominic Kubalik, and then, ah, you know, I don't know. So I think Chicago is probably going to be at the bottom there. Detroit signed some dudes, yeah. um, but they still got a ways to go. Even the, you know, Detroit blog doesn't have a lot of hopes for what they're going to accomplish this season. They're <laughs> still they, in the yeah, rebuild, you know. They know. I think, they, I think everything, everyone in Detroit feels like they've got a plan. They trust Steve Eiserman, yeah, but they're not there yet. So then that leaves with like a five-team race for three spots. Um, and I think Carolina's probably at the lead of that group. I would probably have the least amount of faith in Florida. I think they got a little bit better defensively, which should help Bob, but they lost Dadanov and Hoffman, and I don't think they've replaced that offense in any way. But yeah, you know, Columbus, Dallas, Nashville, it's really hard to see a lot of separation among those teams. Dallas, I think they're older and have had less time to recover from that playoff run, which I think could end up costing them. Uh, Tyler Sagan's out for a while. Yeah, that's for me. is, is And that's this condensed schedule. Yeah. We have no idea what that's going to do. And if depending on how long guys are out, you know, you could fall in a hole pretty quickly. And so. And, and I think uh, if it's Ben Bishop hurt or banged up or something. So if he misses some time, you know, can Anton Kudobin carry an entire season? I don't know. Um, you know, Nashville. I, I, here's the thing. What I really love about this division, though, is that I think there's the teams are so close and there's so much history with a lot of these teams. But I think it's going to be a very exciting season and a lot yeah, of very entertaining yeah. games. I think yeah. we're going to see some yeah. tempers flaring, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully not dirty games, but yeah. physical games, mm-hmm. you know, Playoff type uh, games. and a lot of similar style among some of these teams. I mean, Columbus and Dallas, I think, are very similar style of teams. So we don't have the history with them necessarily. But I think after eight games, these teams are going to be sick of playing each other. It's going to be a bunch of like one nothing, two one kind of hockey mm-hmm. games and it's going to be great yeah and real quick before i just want to point out that's another part of my i'm heading into the season just to be excited because i think i mean I, an 82 game schedule to me is way too long mm, um, yeah and so i'm excited for the six game i'm excited for something every night some kind of um and then i realized it dawned on me when uh, dan parker was was tweeting that uh, as a south carolina resident i'm gonna be blacked out for a seventh of the schedule i know that ohio fans have their i know columbus people have their own issues with seeing games and i totally get that but that's something that's never really been an issue for me but and then we got we have the central division we're going to see different teams <laughs> uh, compared to you know the the former division so 
or at least you know the usual design. right so i'm excited for that just trying to go in there and just have fun i'm just a 12 year old just have some fun that's, <laughs> that's all we need well, we, yeah, we could all use some fun i mean come well, on it, it, and you'll get to watch the team wearing the uh, the old logo too oh, yeah, for a few yeah, games that's so true, that's true. you know they'll take you back <laughs> that's right yeah yeah today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So initially, like a long time ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to make Chicago number one because <laughs> the last time there was a shortened season that started in January. They were also elite back then. Well, <laughs> right. And <laughs> they won the Stanley Cup. But then all the badness hit Chicago. Like it's just stuck over Chicago sports right now. So I put yeah. them in last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I... I switched things up a lot because of that, and Will yelled at me. I did. She had temp- Wait, let, you just- let me say my picks. <laughs> <laughs> um, since we're speaking happiness into existence in 2021, I have Columbus first. Nice. And also winning the Stanley Cup because we're being positive this year. It's happening. I mean, I do like it, but... <laughs> Uh, and then I had Carolina second. I struggled, guys. I'm so bad at this. And we all know Eric Seeds is going to be right because he's been right every year since I came to the site. And I always argue with Shout him. Shout out Seeds. Like, right. I'm like, you're such an idiot. You're wrong. And then he's right. So, um, and then I, I put Tampa Bay third because I don't like them and I don't really want them up higher. <laughs> but I do recognize that they are good. So, like. They have the cup hangover. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Um, and then, there, there are worse reasons for that pick. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. um, I put Florida four, and I know everyone thinks I'm crazy, and I don't care. But their coach is Joel Quinville, and they're playing True. less teams more often. And if anyone can break down mul- like a small amount of teams, figure out what's in and out, and get his players to do it, it's that man. So I I don't think Florida I, I think I don't think Florida is going to be like amazing, but I think that they're going to be able to do something just because, you know, Coach Quinville has that magic, um, that coaching magic that he knows how to get stuff out of players. 
And then, um, you know, they have Roberto Luongo on the coaching staff now. So I think he will be able to get in Bob's mindset and try to get him out of the, like, letting in five goals game. Um, Mace, Mace Face Jr. Uh, so I, I did have Dallas higher, and then Tyler Sagan got injured, and I realized that Dallas is like us, where when the injuries happen, they happen all at once. So mm-hmm. the injuries are bound to start coming to them, and they already have a bunch of COVID. So I put them five. Detroit six because I'm just crazy. I put Nashville seven because I also don't want Nashville anywhere near the top. There. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, Are I just good? I should. No, I should. Be <laughs> Will's <different>. heard enough. <laughs> like I should. I made these when I was sober. I should have made these when I drunk. I feel like it would have been more sound and analytical. <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to, well, I'll just run through like you guys did. So I did have Tampa Bay first because I just think they're too good. They have so much depth. I got them winning that division, but I decided to go. I was kind of, I don't know. I went with Carolina second. I did go with Nashville third, but I feel like there's a lot of parity between Carolina and really excluding Chicago and Detroit between Carolina and Florida. I feel like there's a lot of parity. It could kind of be a toss up. I think Elaine, Florida I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the playoffs because mm-hmm. they have Bobrovsky. They had expectations going in the last season. Uh, if Bob is better alone, that can help them tremendously. Half, I'm sure Wenberg's going to score 15 goals now just because. <laughs> just to spite us. Um, He'll be like then, the lead leaguer in goals just to spite probably. us. Like. Um, but I, I don't know. I, like, I do like Carolina over the last few years. So I had Carolina second in the Central, Nashville third. Blue Jackets, I had to make in the playoffs. I usually do. And at this point, I told myself last year, I can't count them out. So they got him four spot in the playoff spot. And it's tough because Dallas is the – still boggles my mind that you have two teams from last year's final in the same division. But I have Dallas fifth place, <laughs> just missing. I did actually have Florida, at least in my standings. I did have Florida sixth. But with Chicago and Detroit, I had Chicago seven, Detroit eight. But PD, I agree with you. They did. I liked how you put it. Detroit did sign some dudes, and I actually do like Detroit's trajectory going forward. I know with Iserman, they're going to be, I won't say great. They probably will be great, you know, sooner than later. But I do think Detroit's definitely got a plan. But Chicago, Detroit's kind of a toss up, but I just went seven, eight for Chicago, Detroit. But outside of the first spot with Tampa Bay and then seven and eight, I just feel like the other teams, it's almost a toss up. But yeah, I do have Columbus just making the playoffs in that fourth spot. And Nashville is just ahead of them. But, man, I'm with you guys. I hated Nashville back in the old Central days, the way they would just dominate Columbus yeah. at Nashville, even more so than Detroit. Yeah, and, of course, Duchesne. I mean, that just adds to it. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I, I, I looked up when I was writing about these rivalries last week for our you know, getting to know the new Central post. It was something like we had won six games in Bridgestone Arena all time. That's insane. That's ugly. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, I remember there was a long stretch where we could not win there, but yeah, still, it's just been like six times. So we're going there four times, starting with two this week, and uh, we'll see if we can snap that a little bit. So we're going to win ten times. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) My buddy had his bachelor party uh, in Nashville one year, and it must have been like 17. 
I think. Um, and we went and the Jackets game was kind of the centerpiece and we went and it was just one of those classic Bridgestone Arena beatdowns. Mm-hmm. I think the Jackets, it was like they, I think Nashville set like a franchise record in shots oh. for a period in the first period. Just one of those awful, awful nights that like, you know, you're the guy in front of me was browsing Reddit like the, for most of the game. Um, but we, the, we were leaving and we were kind of, we were in the upper bowl and we were leaving and we were underneath the Jackets broadcast booth because it was like a little bit open air. And uh, my friend Dan like looks up at, at Jody and just does a thumbs down, and Jody gave it right back, <laughs> big thumbs down to us, and it was just perfect. Ah oh, man, yeah, I, I I hope they can at least split the upcoming two games, and yeah, it's 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 gonna be fun though. We know that I'm looking forward to it, and I just hope I just hope that Columbus is ready because I thought it was funny. Uh, over the weekend, Torts was not happy, of course, with that first scrimmage, the nine six score, and uh, so they had some drills <laughs> to make up for that. And so I asked Hedger on Twitter last night when he put the first period three two score. I said, "Do you think they've looked better so far?" And he said, "Judging by the score, prop not really." <laughs> so I, I I hope the physicality is there. I hope. The physicality is there on uh on thursday two one 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 nothing two one three two i'll take it well one, one last point off that will that's i'm glad you brought that up because it seems like traditionally offense gets going quicker than defense does in the season it takes a while for the defensive system to get in place and players to get used to that again get their legs uh it takes goalies maybe a little bit to get warmed up so like you know, you see every year where Austin Matthews scores some insane amount of goals in his first few games. So he's good to go from the beginning. The defense and goalies, not so much. So that's something to keep an eye on. I think if if our defense and our goalies can be hot early, that's a good sign because I think they can sustain that. Um, and obviously then this is the time. If our offense is going to get going, I think it needs to be sparked here in these early games. Yeah, I think we'll uh, be and fine I think, with goaltending. I think Elvis is going to win the Vesna. Well, I think so too. I was, just, I was listening to, I forget if it was Front Nationwide or if it was uh, CBJ today with, or CBJ in 30, that, you know, the training camp was looking like just regular practice rather than a training camp. And when you think about it, there, ha- there aren't too many new faces. These are guys that have no. been around for a while. And so they know the system. It's been the same coaches, both head coach and assistant coaches for a while now. The players know what they're doing. And hopefully that helps them against teams that have maybe had a little bit more turnover in the offseason. You know, like Nashville's breaking in a new coach they'd got midseason last year. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, definitely. So that's a good point. Yeah. So to wrap up, so obviously this is our hundredth episode, as we mentioned at the top, and Ooh. we wanted to close out this episode with a quick wrap-up of the best moments of the first 99 episodes. And if it's cool, I'll go first real fast, because this one always sticks out to me, uh, was when we, it was Seeds, Ryan and I, were able to talk with Jean-Luc Grandpierre. And what stuck out to, I think what stuck out to all of us about that was when Grandpierre was like, on Twitter, it was like, when am I coming on the Candy Cast? And we were just like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, what does he want to talk with us for? We don't know anything. But no, that was really cool. That was one of many, 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 many interviews we've been lucky to have. Awesome. Always love when we can bring on a guest and and pick their brain. And John Luke was really awesome. And uh, real fast, that was right before the season. <laughs> yeah, 2019, I believe, was the year. It was right before the last season started. And uh, we were asking him, you know, one of the questions I remember was asking him what he thought about the goaltending. And a year later, we kind of have a good, uh, I think we know a lot about Merce Leakins and Corpus Allo now. So one less question to worry about. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was a that was a, a great interview. That was that was definitely it's going to go down as one of my favorite moments. I wasn't on it, but just listening to it, um, it was like our first celebrity guest or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was before he had actually been confirmed as the new studio guy for Fox Sports Ohio. So we got him before that, which was cool. Um, and it was just I liked how how much that podcast was like talking to a friend. You know, it ended up yeah. evolving into just like a conversation with him and C's talking about, you know, local golf courses or whatever. Like, yeah. and that was just, that was just really cool. And it, and it was neat to know that, that a guy like that of that high profile, uh, you know, was listening to what we we're doing. And that, that's been cool to have that kind of yeah. friend of the program. The, the story he told about his neighbors not knowing what he did professionally yeah. yes. and him being a young black guy in the oh, suburbs yeah. who was home during the day and drove a nice car <laughs> and like hockey player was like the last thing they would have thought. That's right. That was funny. He rules. That was that so was cool. Funny. Yeah. That was mine. That was I, look, looking back, thinking about it. Um, Cause that like kind of not legitimized us mm-hmm. at, all, at all, but it was somebody like you said, well, who reached out, who is, is a face and is, is so recognizable among Jackets yeah. fans. Um, also the, the podcast after the, Tampa series mm. 2019 where we were just kind of like, Holy <laughs> like, that, ha- that happened. Like, and then just kind of reliving it and not, yeah. you know, we didn't have to like break it down or anything, but just, just kind of revel in it with, um, that was, I mean, everything, I mean, that's the high point of every pretty jackets fan, but, uh, doing that. And, and then, you know, we don't have to get into the inside baseball stuff, but also just like figuring out how we were doing this as we were doing this and, still being able to do it 99 episodes later is, is awesome. That's a testament to y'all and, and Will specifically. Um, but there's also a, a clip, and I think most, I think some people know about this, where I was trying to figure out the AHL <laughs> schedule. Oh. Uh, because they're like those, like their <laughs> wacky playoff series and doesn't make any sense and the way that things start. And so like, I was trying to figure it out and I couldn't figure out, like I couldn't get the night right and what game it was. And, and, it went on for, like I I, tr- I attempted it because I mean obviously this is, this podcast is edited and it gets a lot gets cut out not a lot but you know um, especially when I'm editing and I'm not gonna make myself sound like an idiot and I took like four or five runs at this thing uh, and it was like basic edition it wasn't anything complicated and if it was written down I would have been fine but I was trying to do it on the fly and it was just a giant giant mess so that's one of my favorite moments um, just stuff like that you know just talking to y'all every Monday night. I always appre- I always appreciated Ryan. Yeah, when you would share clips of the outtakes from the episodes, and I remember that one where it was just, you know, "Damn it, Ryan! Like you're just cursing at yourself." <laughs> <laughs> so good because I'm not trying to waste y'all's time, and I'm just, but Lord of mercy, uh, that was embarrassing. Well, and, and so and, and speaking of, of reveling uh, after the Tampa thing, it reminds me of the the very first episode. We decided to go ahead and launch it after the trade deadline in 2019, yep. which was yeah so much of a bigger deal than we could have possibly imagined yeah and and again so we were able to start with a very celebratory tone there we like spent an hour talking about all the moves that they made and what it would mean and we were just i think all of us were just so amped up uh more amped up than we'd been in a long time for for jackets hockey (laughs) i'm looking at i'm looking at the the list here uh, on the website and uh canon cast number one trade deadline 2019 Subtitle: We have a podcast. Podcast number two: The shine has worn off. Trade deadline Apple. Just amazing. Yep. Turned on yep. those new guys. I remember the struggles. Yeah, oh, I remember that. That's uh, that's kind of the Blue Jackets in a nutshell. There, isn't it? What have you done for me lately in the last week? So 
Yes, I love all of our guests that we've had. It has kind of felt like uh, just getting the kick in it with your friends pretty much every interview from mm. like Ed Ginger to even having Jess Boda on. It just felt yeah. like, oh, these are my bros. <laughs> like, um, instead of, it, it just, nothing ever feels like super stuffy here. And I love that we're all really genuine, even though sometimes I like I get mad at Seeds because he'll go on like a seven minute rant about Dayton. But like I love it because it's so Seeds. A lot of Marvel and, like... talk on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but my favorite episode, and it really shouldn't be my favorite episode, is the one time I hosted. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that the uh, Tiger Tiger so Tiger edit it next time what was that thing called the Tiger thing oh. <laughs> yeah the tiger whatever that one's called yeah, our, our, our one and only special it off schedule so episode off the yeah. rails. Will did an amazing job editing it there was that was like my first like real like edit too <laughs> <laughs> like it was so wild like and then that was when we came up with a fight liney scratch was for that episode and yes. hearing people talk about like which Joe Exotic character they would fight or scratch i just i love it and i love that we keep trying to find like different unique ways to keep us engaged because sometimes the season gets yeah. boring or unhappy mm-hmm. and That's i just true. i i don't know i love all of us and i don't know i just love <laughs> everyone that's all that's well yeah ryan you mentioned the uh, marble there i'd forgotten that yeah seeds rachel and i had done a episode exclusively mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. marvel um because we sp nation was doing a marvel week there because we had theme weeks just kill time in the pandemic because there were no sports and so we had to figure something to talk about which i think that's an accomplishment too that we we have not skipped a week despite yeah. you know having like nine, nine months in 2020 where there wasn't hockey to talk about um so that that was a fun thing yeah, i left it like just the right time for that. <laughs> yeah yeah buddy you dodged a bullet <laughs> man i can just imagine you Sorry, Will. Sorry, Will. Yeah, that was Um, uh, what was funny about that was like I was just starting to figure out how to edit in general. And I was that episode where I I remember I was putting all the tracks on one track instead of having each separate person, basically. And anyway, it was good for me to to do that and figure things out. But uh, we've definitely gotten better since then. I've gotten better since then. Ryan was great. I was just trying to figure out how to do it from Ryan's vantage point but we got it well i mean you compare episode two versus (laughs) episode 50 and i mean that's that's a big difference but i mean just like it was it's cool the the podcast episodes that i edited but didn't do and a lot of those were i mean traditionally guests were the ones that i didn't actually host and so like listening as listening before anybody else got to listen stuff like Allison Lucan or, or Brian Hedger. Those were so cool because I, I like, I was the only one who could hear it before anybody else. And, um, and so I just remember like listening to this as I was editing. I'm like, this is really good stuff. And like you said, Elaine, like it was like a conversation and, and hearing Hedger talk for yeah. so long. Yeah. Know, like mm-hmm. he hung out yeah. for a while and, and had some really good stuff. And so just, you know, Greg Murray, yes. Allison Lucan, Steph Driver, that was a really fun one to do. Um, you know, the guests that we've had and, and the, the input that we've had and the comments that we've had and the people who, who continue to listen have just been have just been super cool. Because I said this on Will's podcast, but I remember PD uh, suggested, I can't remember if PD or Will suggested the idea to do a podcast. And I, and I like technically knew how to, like I knew how to do mm-hmm. the, the pieces of it, but I'd never done it before. But I'm like, I'm sure I could figure it out. Um, but at the same time, I was like, that sounds like a lot of work. 
Um, so I'm not going to do it until I'm asked again, kind of, I didn't like, it was like, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and then, and then Will was like, Hey, we should like, when are we going to do the podcast? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Trade deadline sounds good. And then like P and then like PD said, they traded for half the league and they had six. Do you guys remember this? They had six 20 goal scores. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that fact, but, and so it was like, Jesus Christ. All right, well, let's do it then. And then, um, and so, and so just like figuring out, I mean, that's the best way. This is a life lesson here for anybody who's listening. Um, uh, be clear about this. The best way to, to do something is just do it and figure it out. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we planned it and we did our best to, to plan it, but just figuring it out every Monday night, finding new techniques, finding new recording ways, uh, to, to make it better. And then, um, you know, just doing like just the minimum amount of preparation, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, getting better every week at that. But I, I know I wasn't good at that. So, um, or at least like, you know, sharing with y'all, like all the ideas that I had before we sprung them on you, uh, just, just really cool. And so like, you really can, even if, if you just look at, it's such a handy way just to look at the episodes and just see like how far the jackets have come in two years mm-hmm. or since, since this podcast started, um, cause it will be two years in, in two months, one month, one month. So it's just, it's just, that's just yeah. super cool to me. Yeah. So it, it kind of leads into something that's cool. It is, has been very much a, a group effort, you know, and I, ho- I hope that comes through in the podcast, but uh, I, I need to make clear to everyone listening just how much uh, this is a team effort to get this done. Um, yeah. We've been talking for a while about doing a podcast, but actually just getting it up and running uh, required continuing, you know, kicking me in the butt to get it going. Um, and I remember that the podcast started just a while after I be, you know, was, was named the, the, the permanent, uh, manager that I'd been interim for a while after Mike had left. And, um, so that it was, I was finally getting things going like, oh yeah, yes, let's good. Let's get this going. And I remember that we got, uh, Angela Perlew's permission to use her song as theme music the same day that we got to Shane, which was the same day that SP yeah. Nation made me the manager and it was just like, that was just like a great Friday. And, um, but yeah, so, you know, I knew that Ryan, <laughs> that you had had the radio experience. And so you brought that professionalism right from the beginning. So, I mean, I, I felt like, yeah, even, even as things have, have grown, we've gotten better at, at doing it over time. We've mm-hmm. learned things, mm-hmm. but like right from the beginning though, there was still a base level of professionalism that, you know, not every podcast can necessarily say when it starts out. So and, and, you know, I think we have learned from you about the way to do things yeah. from that, you know, um, you know, and then Will, you were the one who was really pushing, hey, let's do this, let's do this. And, you know, then you took over editing and, and we didn't, we didn't skip a beat, you know, uh, you took over the baton from Ryan and um, have continued to grow from doing that. And what I admire about you, Will, too, is that you're fearless when it comes to getting yeah. guests, you know, and with your own podcast, podcast as well, you just ask people like, Hey, come on the podcast. And people say, yeah. yes, I've tried it's amazing. Yeah. People are they like, d- maybe. And will, will just is like, Hey, uh, yeah, you want to come on sure. this podcast? And they're like, yeah, sure. They don't, that's another life lesson. To the podcast. He's like, come <laughs> on my podcast. I've started doing that. <laughs> I have, I've started adding, you know, so that, that you know, yeah. that enthusiasm is infectious and it's, you know, and obviously having all those guests has been so cool. Um, you know, like we had, uh, John Hofferman there before he was nominated for the Willie Ree thing. And, you know, I know Elaine, you pulled on your local connections to, to help get that done. And that was a really cool thing. Um, 
you know, and Elaine, yeah, you're, you've always been the the idea person too. Every every weekend, you you come up with ideas for things to talk about, which is which has been so super cool. And um, you know, Seeds has his hot takes, yes. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and Rachel and El Polito, you know, they they chimed in from time to time and and uh, had great stuff too. Getting to interview max domi that was amazing. which i which i yeah. sort of made the executive decision like here i'll, I'll record yeah, this and we'll great. make it a that podcast was, episode um yeah. and uh, that's been by far the the thrill of my professional career to the extent yeah the dummy one was great but, yeah um it was great but then i feel like okay we're kind of we're kind of legit now we've got the actual player we've had some former right. players on but uh you know hopefully that's something that we can we can build on uh going forward but uh it, it's i i have it's I can't believe that we've, it's been a hundred episodes so far. That's, it's a ridiculous amount of time and work and uh, that we've come this far. And I'm very fortunate to have this uh, team of people to be working with. And, uh, and the numbers have, have grown only. You were just talking about that a few days ago that, you know, we grew our reader, our listenership in 2020, despite there not being as much hockey to talk about, but people were still tuning in, which is, which is really By cool. By 44%. Really that. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like, as little hockey as we had to talk about, 44% growth. Like, I can't wrap my mind around it. I mean, I know guests sometimes bring in, but we consistently yeah. had at least like a thousand downloads every time, every time we posted in every week. And it was just like insane. Yeah, it's like at least, I mean, every month. It's at least, I want to say 250, at least over 200 every single week, which is awesome. So, yeah. So uh, everyone listening, we really appreciate that. We, we couldn't do this without you. And, and I'm glad that, you know, I, I had a feeling that, you know, because we had good people here that we would produce a quality product. And it's nice to know that there are people out there that recognize that and appreciate that and, and that it's been able to grow as a result of that. Yeah, it's it's been fun when you look back, when you really step back and look back at like we just did. It's like, wow, that's awesome that we've done this. Like, I know we've been doing it for two years or so, but really when you step and think about the fact that we had Max Domi and John LeGrandpierre and all, everybody that you mentioned, it's been awesome that we've bunch of the Fox every, sports guys, yeah, pretty much every yeah. beat writer that yeah, covers exactly. the team. It's, it's incredible. We've got, yeah. now we just, we want to hit, you know, we want to keep getting player or people, current players, but we'll, we'll get there over the next, uh, over the next hundred or so. See who else we can get. Yeah, but there you uh, go. <laughs> well, we're, we're just about running over time. Ryan, it was awesome having you back on. Yeah. We'll have to, uh, anytime you want to come back on as a guest, just let us know. Yeah, we'll always you have you. Me. But uh, that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us that. this week. I know we have a, some of us might be watching the Ohio State game tonight. But uh, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we'll have good news on that front. But anyway, <laughs> right. but regardless, I know, Ryan, I'm, I'm not trying to put this in your face, I swear. Um, <laughs> I know. But so but on on uh, on the same note that we all can agree upon, we all hope Columbus brings their A game Thursday night at Nashville. Maybe both games would be awesome. But uh, anyway, that's gonna do it for us this week. We will return next week and that's a wrap. Subscribe to the Canon Cast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can catch every episode. Leave us a review and a rating, and as always, we welcome your thoughts and feedback. Go to jacketscannon.com for more Blue Jackets coverage from us, and follow us on Twitter at CBJ Cannon. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Perley and the Howlin' Moons. Check out angelaperley.com for more music and show dates. Magic spell on